Realty Online, a ministry of Old Paz Baptist Church in Northfield, Minnesota, coming to you live here from this concrete compound here, somewhere south of there. And uh, we are live here today, and I hope you are doing well. And uh, man, I'm cold. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm tired, too. I'm not trying to complain. I just am. And uh, I, I got some good rest last night, though, but we didn't get home until 1 in the morning on uh, Saturday, and I haven't been sleeping that great here for the last few weeks, so it is, boy, I've been a little tired, And uh, uh, but anyway, so uh, I'll get caught up eventually on some rest here and and all that good stuff. Last night, I had some good sleep, thank God for that, and uh, that was a blessing for sure. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, anyway, it's, it's chilly in this room. I think it's warmer outside. I turned the heat up, maybe not far enough. I think it's just cause I'm tired. I don't feel sick though. So that's good. Uh, nope. Dave didn't work me hard. I went there this morning and, and, uh, helped him and Lucius get settled in and, uh, and prayed with them there and all that good stuff. And they, they're they they're hitting the ground running there with their with the new business there uh, that Dave is doing. And uh, we're excited about that and praying for them that all goes well with, with that. And uh, we know the Lord's going to bless there. And, uh, but anyway, yeah, it is, it, and I, I'm drinking cold energy drink. I'm going to be switching to coffee though. Because it's it's winter and it's cold. It's Minnesota and it's always cold. All these people like, oh, I hate the heat. What are you kidding me? Going back into the frozen tundra. Anyway, uh, but uh, where I gotta wear Under Armour every day. I gotta wear layers all the time and all that fun stuff. But it's great. Anyway, uh, but it is what it is, right? Uh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start using my Andre Bicey Wee Wee French press. So uh, I gotta get the fr- I'm breaking the French press back out. And uh good stuff. So uh anyway, we will we will uh Break that out here. Man, I'm telling you. It's going to be a nice week, though. Uh, It's going to be a really nice next 10 days. We really are looking at nice weather. So, um, so anyway, we're, we're, uh, it's 55. It's warmer outside than this. This room is chilly for some reason. Uh, It's because it's a cave. That's why. But anyway. It's my cave, though. It's my my uh, Elijah cave here that I escaped to here. Prophet's cave here. But uh, anyway, let's see here. Yeah, it's going to be 61 tomorrow. That's awesome. 61 on Wednesday. 57 Thursday. 60 Thursday. I sounded like a Minnesotan there. I said Thursday. Thursday. Hey, you don't have to worry about me Break it out, Turkish coffee. That is something you do not have to worry about. I don't need dirt for anything. Except out there on my trail, I need to fill in dirt. 
don't worry about me using dirt for anything else besides out there. Just tell you. Irish coffee's good. Scottish coffee's good. English coffee's good. Croatian coffee tastes like turd. Okay? All right, anyway, I'm done with that now. Get me started on that, Carl. And what's up with grinding that stuff to powder till there's like nothing left of it? What are you trying to do? Drink sand? What is the deal with that? Who drinks sand like that? Who does that? Like, who does that like normally? Like, oh, let me just grind this stuff till it's like powder. It's supposed to be coffee, not diced up cocaine. What's your problem? Who does that? How do I know what turds taste like? Because you can smell it, and what you smell, you taste. It's the same exact thing. No, seriously. That dirt that you have that you call coffee is absolutely disgusting. I didn't have any Nescafe. I had espresso. There's a difference in espresso and those, those, that liquid turd that Carl drinks. The Turks turds. Tastes like you're drinking a cup of cat litter or something. Anyway. And by the way, let me tell you something too. The English tea tastes way better than that Turkish turd you drink. Any day of the week, English tea is way better than that stuff. Any day. Hey, you started it, Carl. I just finished it. That's all. You started it. I finished it. That's what I'm talking about, Carl. You just remember, Carl. You started it. <laughs> ah, so if any of you would like a cup of Carl's turd, uh, Turkish turds, you can find those anywhere. I finished it. <laughs> Eddie, I no, I don't really care for that stuff. It's it's not good. Hey, that tea, that English tea was the best cup of tea I have ever had. Absolute flavor, and I am going to have Andrew and Rachel Biosee teach me how to make that tea just like that, because it is good. And I'm going to be buying a bunch of tea, good tea. That tea is good. Right. Hey, let me tell you something. We didn't only throw out tea. We threw out the stinking Brits that brought the tea. Let's keep that straight. 
I already had this discussion with Hari over in jolly old England. I had this discussion. We didn't just throw the tea overboard. We threw the bums out. <laughs> jolly good show. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Mary, you are right, Mary. Mary says toasted sand coffee. Amen, Mary. That is correct. Look, Carl, why do you got to pick a fight with me? All I come on here to do, all I come on here to do is do my broadcast and you got to bring up Turkish turds. Got to bring it up every time. Right? I told Harry right in the middle of an English museum. He's like, <laughs> Harry's like, they're telling the story. They're like, and these brave warriors, they were marching. <laughs> and he was like, and they bought, and the rebels, the American rebels, the rebels. And they're telling the story about those red. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you guys were dumb. What'd you stand there for in a straight line and fight like that? That was stupid. What was that all about? <laughs> I'm like, talk about dumb. What'd you do that for? All those kind British people, people were looking around at me like, what in the? <laughs> Is that where it was, Carl? <laughs> they're like, they're like talking about all the, they're talking about all the rebels. Uh, they're talking about all the rebels that were, <laughs> they're like, all the British soldiers, the red, how they stood. <laughs> I'm like, that was dumb. <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right, I'm done with that. I'm I'm done. Seriously, this time I'm. Yeah, I was like, and that was stupid, Harry. What'd you do that for? <laughs> oh, that was funny. Anyway, okay. Well, I want to show you what happened. What happened here on Saturday, some of you saw it, but we went offline, I think, and I'm not sure if you saw the last part of this. But we'll we'll show you this video here, street preaching video here. So let's see it here. Wait, what? You are your mom's body? 
You're not your mom, dude. I had to say that. <laughs> You're not your mom. You'll, you'll never be. You're not your mom. And by the way, you're a real coward if you want to murder a baby. You're a coward. Now to set this up, this man is very vile across the street. He's mad because we're preaching against abortion. We're preaching against, by the way, when you preach against abortion, you're preaching the law of God because God says thou shalt not kill. So you are there out on the street to preach. You are there out there on the street uh, to preach against murder. Thou shalt not kill. That's one of the commands of God. That's preaching the law. Coward! Coward! No, I'm bringing it right here! It is Murder right here. Is in your heart. Murder. Anger. What about the rights of the unborn women? What about the rights of the unborn women? What about the rights of the unborn Wow, you got a Ouija board. Literally, she had a sweater on of a Ouija board. Right? Her sweater, her sweatshirt that she's wearing, sweatshirt, is a Ouija board. That's what it is. Right? So, that's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it goes to show you what they celebrate. Yes, I do. Oh, about this is your life. Rights. You, you obviously do not care about speak. women's life. This is your life. Women's this is what you want to do? Oh, this is exactly what I want to do. Yeah, you have you no obviously life. do not care about women's rights. Right? What about the rights of the unborn women? What about their rights? You're a hypocrite. You're a filthy hypocrite. Murdering a baby is murder. Wow. Murder. No, you're not gonna do that. No. 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 There's nothing you can do. Nobody's scared of you, dude. Nobody's scared of you. Nobody's scared of you. Nobody's. Why don't you get saved? Why don't you get saved? Why don't you get saved? Now, I want to show you this, and the reason I'm showing you this is because. This man mocks God. This man mocks Christ. Okay? And this man is very angry, but, you know, there's people that they go above and beyond.
they go they go above and beyond just actually like hating the gospel preachers. They attack who Christ is and they attack God. And when you do that, you're in a lot of trouble. Hey. Hey. Quit pushing him. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Huh? You scared me. Do I look scared? Yeah, you look scared. I do? Yeah. I ain't scared. Yeah, what's what's you know the power? Jesus Christ yeah. saving you? Yeah. yeah. Is he? God is he? loves me and he, he loves you too. Free from pain? He, he loves what's you too. You're gonna go hey, yeah. you're, you're gonna, gonna go get to arrested is what's gonna happen. We don't want you to go to jail. We don't want you to go to jail. Do you wanna get, you're gonna get arrested. By the way, I almost arrested him right there. I almost did. I almost did a citizen's arrest right there. Because if he would have kept doing what he was doing, I was going to. But you'll, as you can see, that later on, later on, I proved it. You know, God proved exactly who he is. You're going to get arrested. Do we look scared of you? Hey, I saw him. Fear God. Fear God. I felt really safe, though, with his girlfriend holding him back. Then I knew I was okay because his girlfriend was holding him back. And, I mean, that's some power right there, that little lady right there holding him back. Fear God. So fast forward here about an hour. Remember I told that man he's going to get arrested. This is what you have here. Right now, his girlfriend is being given a, a field sobriety test. They just happened to pull in. They came back the same way. They came back. They didn't have to come back this way. Right? But they did. They got nailed. Here's the field sobriety test that she's being given. And this is what you'll find. You got a badge in a gun? Yeah, nighttime preaching is something else. They did arrest her for a DUI. Not him, but her. She was driving, and she's she's getting arrested right here for a DUI. 
I mean, honestly, what I would like to do is not even use my amp and just use my voice because that's louder than 50 feet anyway. Like, I kind of... Yeah, I want them to do that. I want them to... In the midst of this, the cops are trying to get me to shut up. Right. They're trying to stop us from preaching with the amp. They're harassing us about the amp. They said they passed a... An ordinance. But here, this woman, you see, she's getting arrested for a DUI. Remember, these are the same people that were just in our face earlier. Well, the boyfriend can't handle that. He goes ballistic, right? See? There he went, down to the ground. You can't see that on this side. I told Andrew, I want you to record this. That guy was blaspheming the Lord Jesus Christ and saying, whoa, what's God going to do? You know what that ride just cost that lady? $20,000. That's what a DUI is. $20,000. To get your license back, to pay for all the tickets, to pay for all the the damage, to pay for the cost of money, all that. Now he's down on the ground right here. He fought the police. He fought the police right there. He got in a fight. I told him he was going to get arrested. He fought the cops over there. They took him straight. They tased him. Took him down to the ground, tased him. That's not blood on his face. That's fake blood. Now, I don't believe God did anything because of me. I believe he did it because he blasphemed God's name and he mocked God. You might mock us, but you mock God like that. You mock the Lord. Right? You mock the Lord like that. That's going above and beyond. That's literally going to be. That's literally going to be a $20,000 fine. Uh, 20000 bucks altogether probably for that woman to have to pay that. For that DUI. fifteen dollars to $20,000. To get your license back, to go through classes, to go through all that. And the uh, the man has a charge now for attacking police officers. Right? Because he's angry. He was angry at the gospel preaching. He was angry at... Preaching against uh, abortion. He was angry. Right? Very angry. That's what happens. It's not wise to mock the Lord. Not wise at all to mock God. All right, that's just some night preaching there. More night preaching coming up next week, this Saturday. And we're kind of in a little bit of a, uh, oh, I, I got to take care of that tomorrow too. 
We're in a little that their ordinance against using amplification is a joke. And it is going to be challenged by us. And they're liars. The cops lied. They just plain lied. By the way, police lie. I don't know if you know that. You might think we only have recorders out there for sinners. Well, cops are sinners, and cops like to lie. Cops like to lie. They like to lie. So what the video does is keeps everybody honest. So, I mean, we're going back out. Now, this week is a night parade. So, what we want to do this week is we're going to be hand, trying to hand out thousands of tracks while we are preaching on the other end. Ryan, Brother Ryan will have a team of men tracting. Okay. Right? So we'll have a team of men tracting out there while we're preaching. And uh, looking forward to that. Amen. I want you to turn your Bibles, if you would please, to Romans chapter 11 to start this Antichrist watch out. So, um, oh, by the way, hey, pray for me. Keep praying for us, please. I am, I believe the Lord is going to have us go to Canada in May. And um, to go there and I'm going to spend some of the time on vacation with my family. Some of the time I'm going to be at Pastor Jeffrey's church. There, um, and I am going to be, by the grace of God, preaching in that church. He invited me to come and preach. He wants me to preach there, and also, uh, I'm going to preach with his men on the streets. So I got some interesting things. There's another thing that I want to do. He told me about a a Jewish community there that. He preached and some of the Jews were listening to him. I'm going to go there and preach to those Jews. I want to go preach the gospel to those Jews. Absolutely. So part of that street preaching, I'm going to go preach to them. And we're, we're going to go. We're going to go. Pre- I just, I, I want to. I, I want to preach to them. So <clears throat> we are... I'm going to be getting passports for my family. I'm going to be gone for two weeks. We'll be in in May. I want to go to Canada. I want to meet them. I'm going to preach at their church. Also, if there's anybody else in Canada that wants to meet up with us, you need to let me know. I'm giving you an advance notice. Okay, this is an advance notice. This is October 16th. I will not be going until probably May 16th. 
So that's quite a bit of time to prepare. All right, and I want to preach to that Jewish community there. We're going to be preaching on the streets. We're going to be doing some Baptist history. We're going to have some documentary stuff for Baptist history. Um, we're going to have some documentary. Uh, there's some good Baptist history there I'm going to be putting together uh, with Pastor Jeffrey there. Uh, I'm going to interview Pastor Jeffrey also when I'm there. We're going to talk about uh, Jewish uh, believers, right? Christians that are born again, Jews that get saved by the grace of God. We're going to talk about uh, freedom of speech and preaching in Canada. So we have a lot of time, okay? No, it's actually seven months. About seven months. So, we got some time to prepare for it. Uh, and I want you to pray. I'm going to meet Dar uh, Teresa and Daryl on the way up there. We're going to go around the Detroit area. So, um, and I don't know where else we're going to go. I want to spend about four or five days, four days probably there with Pastor Jeffrey. The rest of the time will be, I'm going to spend it with my family on vacation. And maybe if there's somebody else out there that, you know, we meet up with, we can do that also there in Canada. You know, but you got to let me know. That's why I'm giving you advance notice. So I want to go preach there, evangelize there, be a blessing to his church there. And then also go on vacation with my family there as well uh, to enjoy Canada. And, and, and uh, we're going to be driving. So, Lord willing, in the future, I'll let you know how you can be a part of that. Uh, you can be a blessing to us as we do that. And also to preach to the Jews. I'm kind of excited about that. Wanna, there's a large Jewish community there, and I want to do that. I just thought about that. He, he mentioned that. Oh, you know what I forgot? My shofar. Andrew bought me a shofar. And Pastor Jeffrey said he's going to find me a big shofar. So, one of the kids should bring me up the shofar, Hannah. Maybe maybe one of them can bring it up. I'll blow it. I, I'm learning to blow it. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm going to fig I'm figuring it out. Anyway. So, I... I so if you're in Canada, you contact me in advance. Don't wait. Or if you could fly into Canada because Canada, you're a European citizen, you know, you're the European Union or something like that, come on, meet up with us. Maybe at Pastor Jeffrey's church. We'd love to meet you. So I'll be probably, that's probably where I'll see Carl is there for four or five days. Then I'll take off with my family and go on vacation. But anyway, we'll, we'll figure all that out. Yeah, I know. That's a big shofar that you sent me. I need to get one of those big ones. I'm going to learn to play that thing. Anyway. So I'm looking forward to it. I do not have a route planned. Well, I do somewhat. The only route I have planned now is that I have to go to Detroit. I'm only 14 hours away. I think it's 14 or 15 hours away from Pastor Jeffrey. So we will drive from Minnesota 
through the through Chicago up to Detroit. That way. Oh. No, Carl can fly into Canada because of his European Union status. And um, Mary can. It's accepted there. So she can fly in there. So we'll meet them there. I think Pastor Jeffrey's going to get me one. It's no problem, Teresa. He said he's going to find me one. Are you crossing the Sarnia, Canada? I don't even know what that is. Look, you're looking at somebody that's completely geographically challenged, okay? I have no clue where I'm crossing into. I don't know. I got to look. I thought about going to the like the Canadian Niagara Falls on that side. But I don't know how much driving and where I'm going to be at. And Canada's a big place. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm going to take my family sightseeing. We're going to go out and look around. It'll be beautiful. So we're looking forward to it. That's what we have planned this year. And uh, so you pray for us about that as we look ahead to that. Now, I want you to turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 11, verse number 28. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the, the election, they are beloved of the, for the Father's sakes. He's, Paul's talking about the Jews. Now, I've talked to you about the Jews, how they are the tail and not the head. The Bible says that, that they would lose. And I, I'm not going to go through that again, but I am going to go through it again. Maybe Wednesday, I might preach, I might teach the message that I want to teach you on that on the Pope's quest for Jerusalem for the third temple the Pope's quest for the temple of doom in in Jerusalem (laughs) something like that we'll figure it out but I want to talk to you about a man named who is antichrist and I hear a lot of people like this guy Ben Shapiro now listen I want you to understand something I don't have anything in common with him spiritually Spiritually, he is dead. Spiritually, he is the enemy. Now, I love him for the gospel's sake. I love, I love my neighbors, and I want Jews to be saved. We're to love those Jews, and we're to want their individual salvation. But the Jesuit order has designed this to where you're going to have Court jester Jews like this one right here. Look, they're antichrist. They're just as antichrist as Muslims. Okay? But that don't mean I want anything bad. I want Muslims to be saved. I want Jews to be saved. I don't hate them. And you shouldn't have this weird and strange special hatred for Jews. I don't understand that. I don't. However, I will tell the truth that they they are antichrist. The Bible says they are, right? That's why this is an antichrist watch, because they're antichrist.
Blindness is seven times in the Bible. Boy, that's interesting, isn't it? Isn't that interesting? Seven times in the Bible, blindness. Blindness. Seven times. Think about that. The Bible says, For I would not, brother, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Now, I'm not a preterist. Okay? I'm a biblicist. Christ is literally coming back one day. And he's going to deal with the nation of Israel one day as a nation. Now people are dealt with individually. The gospel goes to all men. God is going to deal with Israel as a nation one day again. That is going to happen. Paul said it right here. Oh, that's figurative. No, it's not. He's not talking about he's not talking about Christians. Well, I'm a Jew, like these people say, and stuff like that. No, you're not. He's not talking about that. He's talking about specifically Israel. For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. The fullness of the Gentiles is not here yet. And so all Israel shall be saved. That's future. That's coming, right? But right now, God is dealing with this. God is dealing with individual people. There is no saved nation on this earth. Calvin thought Geneva was his little little uh, Jerusalem and Zwingli thought what he thought and they were all a bunch of murdering reformers that murdered people. That don't work. Church states don't work. Look at England. Church states don't work. They don't work. Theocracies don't work. The only one that will work is when Jesus comes back and lays it all down. But right now, these people are apostate. They're antichrist. And this man is antichrist. And I absolutely abhor and hate his message. Listen to it. Jewish point of view, or we don't believe in the divinity of Christ. I right. think that the, there you can make an argument that the, the Gospels, which were written... He was just a prophet. And, right? No, no, no. We don't even believe he was a prophet. What do you think he was? What do you guys I, think I mean, I, what, I, what do I think he was historically? I think he was a Jew who tried to lead a revolt against the Romans and got killed. See, see what I, mean? I don't even think he was a prophet. I mean, this Antichrist makes me angry. It makes me angry. Jewish point of view, or we don't believe in the divinity of Christ. I right. think that the, there you can make an argument that the, the Gospels, which were written... He was just a prophet. And, right? significant, no, no, no. We don't I'm even believe he was a prophet. What do you think he was? What do you guys I, think I, I mean, I, what, I, what do I think he was historically? I think he was a Jew who tried to lead a revolt against the Romans and got killed for his trouble, just like a lot of other Jews at that time who were crucified mm. for trying to lead revolts against the Roman and got killed for their trouble. So he became legend and story, and it became a bigger and bigger deal as time yeah, went on. Yeah, he had a group of followers, and then mm. that gradually grew, and then... Do you think there he was, was resurrected? A, no, that's not that's not a, a Jewish belief. Okay, I just want to check. Yeah, no, we're we're not into <laughs> <laughs> we're not, not into the miracle stories. No, that's that's. No?
We're, we're not into miracle stories. We're not into miracle stories. So they're both mocking. You have a Satanist, Joe Rogan. You have another Satanist, apostate Jew, Ben Shapiro. I can't turn the volume up any louder than what it is. That's as loud as the video goes, unfortunately. I don't know why it's so low, but it is. I can't turn it up any any louder. But you you have an apostate in both sides, right? Or you have you have an angry Satanist on one side, and they're mocking who Jesus is. This ought to make you angry, and it ought to make you suspect of anything Ben Shapiro says. That ought to make you suspect his political analysis. Why is that, preacher? Because why would you trust an apostate to have good judgment? They're a bunch of Satanists. ...point of view, or we don't believe in the divinity of Christ. I right. think that the, there you can make an argument that the, the Gospels, which were written... He was just a prophet. And, right? significant, no, no, no. We don't I even just, believe he was a prophet. What do you think he was? What do you guys I, think I, I mean, I, what, I, what do I think he was historically? I think he was a Jew who tried to lead a revolt against the Romans and got killed for his trouble, just like a lot of other Jews. Really? Because when do you ever see anywhere that Jesus led a revolt against the Romans? Where? Where did he ever do that? Where does it say anywhere that Jesus led a revolt against the Romans? Jews at that time who were crucified mm. for trying to lead revolts against the Roman and got killed for their trouble. So he became legend in story and it became a bigger and bigger deal as time yeah, went on. Yeah, he had on. a group of followers and then mm. that gradually grew and then do you think there he was, was resurrected? A, no, that's not that's not a a Jewish belief. Okay, I just want to check. Yeah, no. Or we're not into, <laughs> we're not into miracle zombies? stories. No, that's, that's no? not. No. You don't have any miracles? No, not, not, not by Jesus. Right? No? There are ones like in the, the Old God Testament. Ones? Yeah, you've got Moses splitting the sea and all that. What do you think happened there? What do I think happened there? Yeah. Well, I'll go with the Maimonidean explanation that there was, a, I mean, it says in the Bible there was a strong east wind. Uh, so there's a naturalistic explanation for a physical phenomenon. Which point of view are we? Right? So blindness in part has been given to Israel. He not, this guy is not even a real Jew. He's a fake and a liar. He's not even a Jew. He doesn't even believe in miracles. You understand that? Like, he's not even a, an Old Testament Jew. This year, I'm going to get into talking about the Talmud. We're going to talk about the Talmud and how it's a disgusting piece of trash. But this guy, they're mocking Jesus Christ. And right, here's this. Here's this. Um, here's this uh, Jew that is mocking the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's this Satanist that are mock is mocking the Lord Jesus Christ, right? They're antichrist. Don't trust what Ben Shapiro says. Why would you? He hates God. He doesn't even believe that God does miracles. Listen to it again. We don't believe in the divinity of Christ. I right. think that the, there you can make an argument that the, 
the Gospels, which were written. He was just a prophet. And, right? significant, no, no, no. We don't I even just, believe he was a prophet. What do you think he was? What do you guys I, think I, I mean, I, what, I, what do I think he was historically? I think he was a Jew who tried to lead a revolt against the Romans and got killed for his trouble, just like a lot of other Jews at that time who were crucified mm. for trying to lead revolts against the Roman and got killed for their trouble. So he became legend and story, and it became a bigger and bigger deal as time yeah, went on. Yeah, he had a group of followers, and then mm. that gradually grew, and then Do you think there he was, was resurrected? A, no, that's not, that's not a... A Jewish belief. Okay, I just want to check. Yeah, no, we're, we're not into <laughs> you're not we're not into miracle stories. No, that's that's no? Not, no. You don't have any miracles. No, not 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 by Jesus. Right? No? They're they're ones There's in the, the Old Testament. Ones? Yeah, you've got Moses splitting the sea and all that. What do you think happened there? What do I think happened there? Yeah. Well, I'll go with the Maimonidean explanation that there was. A, I mean, it says in the Bible there was a strong east wind. Uh, so there's a naturalistic explanation for a physical phenomenon. Right. So he doesn't believe in miracles. He denies God, period. He's the synagogue of Satan that was warned about. Right? He doesn't believe he doesn't believe anything that the Bible says. Because he's antichrist. So understand this that that when I tell you that the tail wags the tail they're the tail and not the head. I'm not I'm not suggesting that I that I agree no, I, I'm not in agreement with them. Obviously, I believe the gospel, I believe the Bible. And these guys are Bible deniers. They deny the God of the Bible. They are Antichrist. And they mock God. And they're in trouble with God. Right? They're in trouble with God. So they are that you want to talk about witchcraft? That's a witch right there. Him and Joe Rogan, both of a bunch of witches. That's what they are. I mean, we all I, I know also that I also know that you can't evangelize in Israel openly. They're against that. So I get what Israel is. They're dead men's bones. What Jews are today, they need to be saved by the grace of God. They're lost and dead in sins. I'm not going to lie about them, but I'm also not going to have an unbiblical position either. But that's what they are. You have, they are antichrist. Now here's another antichrist in our antichrist watch. A, pes, uh, uh, a Presbyterian pastrix claims because it was good for Eve to eat the fruit in the garden. Look at this. This is another antichrist. Feminist and a Christian. Watch. People often ask me how I can be a feminist and a Christian. Stop. My response is... You can't. You can't be a feminist and a Christian. It's impossible. Why? Because to be a Christian, it means you follow Christ. If you follow Christ... If you follow Christ... Then you follow what his word says. This woman, number one, isn't a Christian because she's a female preacher. 
There are no female preachers that are Christians. There are no female pastors that are Christians. Why? What does the Bible say about that? Because they're Jezebel. Right? Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which called herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, but she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. There... They're Jezebels. They're they're not real. They're not real. They're not Christians. They're witches. Like I told you, they're witches. That's who they are. Those are the Antichrist. They are not this this woman is antichrist there's somebody you could be deceived as far as like well a lot of churches are filled with feminist ideology like even fundamentalists are but not to the percentage of not not to this level of understanding where they're completely given over to antichrist theology all of us are influenced by the world all of us are influenced by false doctrine can be. But they're okay with murdering babies. That's not Christian. They're okay with false prophets that seduce and and absolutely to to be antichrist in doctrine. This is nothing more than Marxism. It's antichrist doctrine. And you're not a Christian when you hold, when you believe Antichrist doctrine. That's what she believes. What she believes is foreign. She's created. She's created a Christ in her own image. That's Antichrist. People often ask me how I can be a feminist and a Christian. My response is that being a feminist Christian is the only way I can be a Christian. The author of 1 Timothy would certainly... How could anyone add an adjective or a, or a, a name like that, a, a feminist Christian? That's, like, that's the same thing they say, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sodomite Christian. I'm an LGBTQ Christian. No, you're not. Because you don't follow Christ at all. You're not a biblical Christian. You're not a biblical one. You're anti-Christ. What you should call yourself is a feminist anti-Christ. Which, these are the real witches. Like I have told you time and time again. These are the anti-Christ witches. That's what they are have considered feminist theologians and female clergy to be disobedient daughters of Eve. And there are a lot of Christians out there who would agree. And that's okay with me. Feminist theology has taught me how to reinterpret scripture in ways that are healing and life-giving. 
So what she's admitting to you is I reinterpret scripture. Let me show you what the Bible says about that. Second Peter chapter one, verse number 20. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The scriptures are not up for private interpretation. For you to... Uh, for you to follow your own private interpretation. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. See, you're not allowed to have your own private interpretation. She said she reinterpreted the scriptures. By the way, deceitfully is found 11 times. The 11th time it is found. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we fate not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. She just admitted that she, she just admitted that what she is doing. Right? That what she is doing is reinterpreting the scriptures. Right? And I refuse to allow conservative Christians or anyone else to take my God away from me. As a feminist theologian, one of the things that gives me joy... Oh, we won't take your God away from you. Your God is Antichrist, you disgusting, vile witch. You disgusting, vile witch. There, I'm telling you, God has the most, the most atrocious, not atrocious in his eye, but God has the most anger towards false prophets than anything.
Look at Matthew 23. Look what he says. But woe unto you, you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the greater condemnation, the greater damnation. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte. And when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Woe unto you, ye blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater the gold in the temple that sanctifieth the gold, or the temple that sanctifieth the gold. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing. But whosoever sweareth by the gift that is upon it, he is guilty. For ye fools and blind, for whether, for whether is greater the gift or the altar that sanctifieth the gift. I'm preaching like Jesus for all those people that want me to preach like Jesus. Woe unto you, you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought you have done and not to leave the other undone, you blind guides which strain in a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Jesus is letting them have it. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchers of the righteous. Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers. How could ye escape the damnation of hell? That's how Jesus talked to false prophets. That's how he talked to the liars. That's how he talked to the Antichrist. That's how I'm talking to this witch. Else ...to take my God away from me. As a feminist theologian, one of the things that gives me joy is reinterpreting texts that have been used to hurt or control people. Because the God that I know is full of light and life, because the God that I know holds me in my grief and walks with me in my pain, I know that the sacred word of God is not a weapon, nor should it ever be used. Really? It's not a weapon? Oh, let me show you something. Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Bible says that it's a sword, that it's a hammer, that it's fire. That sounds like a weapon. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a weapon.
right? Does that sound like a weapon to anybody else? I think it does to me. And I'm not reinterpreting anything. I'm just reading it. Did you notice that? I didn't interpret that. I read that to you. Right? Did you catch that? I read it to you. I didn't interpret it to you. Let me let me read it again. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Did I interpret that or did I read that? I read that. And what did it say? That God's word is a weapon. Right? Look, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing into the dividing asunder of soul and spirit of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Right? to harm or shame people. Despite two millennia of misogynistic interpretations of Genesis and Eve, there have always been other ways to read this story. Really? Misogynist? God made man the head over woman. And this nasty vile witch doesn't like it. See, this is Antichrist. This is the real witch. This is the real attack. You're looking for one that's out there on the street somewhere that like has uh, Baphomet on her shirt and is running around with a Ouija board and all. No, 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 no. Yeah, they can be. But these are the Antichrist witch, witches. These are the most dangerous ones. These are the ones that are dangerous. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Okay? Then... In the pastoral epistles, as Paul is training young Timothy through letters, he says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In like manner also, 
that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. Let the women learn in silence with all subjection. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. Silence is bliss, especially when it comes to women. <laughs> Ross, what are you amening? That's what I want to know. Which part of that are you amening? Specifically, I'd like to know. I'm just curious. But these are the real Antichrist witches. Why? They're rebellious against God. They are Antichrist. They, you have to understand, they are the real anti... They come speaking the name of Jesus. They are speaking Jesus' name. They're not talking about the same Jesus. She just told you. Not that misogynist Jesus. Not that guy. Not the misogynist interpretation. You mean like the whole Bible is full of God making man the head of the woman? Even as Christ is the head of the church and the savior of the body? Huh. I, I, it's like you wonder like, okay, so... You have to deny 2,000 years of New Testament teaching. Then you have to deny 6,000 years of biblical teaching of the way God created. And traded all in for satanic lies. Right? You have to trade it all in for satanic lies and ignore the Bible. That's right, Brother Ross. They are Satan's ministers. I call them in my broadcast I did a few days ago. Actually, it was last week, I think. I don't, I don't remember when it was. Everything runs together now. I called it here, Lucifer's preachers, transformed ministers, deceitful workers. Right? That's who they are. That's who these people are. They are Lucifer's preachers. Damnable heretics.
Okay, back to where we were at here. Back to the Marxist nasty lady. Story. I love the story of Eve in the garden. My second child is named Eve. When we look at it with fresh eyes, it's quite a remarkable story. Have you ever noticed that God lied to Adam and Eve? While the serpent plays the role of the foil here, he's meant to set Eve up for her role as the bringer of wisdom and moral agency. Wait, did she just say God lied to Adam and Eve? She just accused God of being a sinner. What does the Bible say? Titus, yeah. Here we go. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Right? Want a second witness to that? Here it is. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. See what you see? They're a bunch of nasty, vile witches, ain't they? Little antichrist witch. God cannot lie. Why? God is inherently holy. It is impossible for God to lie. Impossible. Why? It's holy. He's righteous in nature. And furthermore, he's perfect. He's all-knowing, all-powerful. He doesn't have to lie. See, to the human community, the setup for this action that she takes is that God lied to her. God told the first couple, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you will die. And the serpent reveals the truth. You won't die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And here we get to the real heart of the story, the verse in which Eve acts on behalf of all humanity. In fact, the moment at which Eve not only exercises her own moral agency, but she chooses that very trait that defines our humanity, that knowledge that makes us moral creatures. Our I, I, I don't know if you realize this, but this woman is preaching witchcraft. That is exactly what she is preaching. She is preaching witchcraft. This is a witch. 
in a pulpit. A baby-murdering, baby-burning witch. Our ability to know good and evil. So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. When we say that we need to trust women to make the critically important decision about whether to continue a pregnancy, it is rooted in a reinterpreted understanding of the story of the Garden of Eden that recognizes and affirms the moral agency and wisdom that Eve chose in the garden. For <laughs> oh, I hate to break it there to you, dyke, but she chose wrong. Do you see how this witch is reinterpreting the Bible. And go ahead. Whoever's listening to this is going to get mad at me. Now, you shouldn't really call her a witch. That's not very nice. You should be more nice than that. You can't be calling people witches. You're never going to reach them when you call them when you call them that. you got to be nicey-wicey to them. All she's doing is just leading people to hell. Why can't you just be nice? You just need to be really nice, that's all. And just talk really nice. And don't be so passionate about it. Because, I mean, after all... You want to reach her, don't you? And if you, if you, if you, if you don't be nicer, then you won't be able to reach her. This is a witch that is redefining what the scriptures say in Genesis and the fall of man, and is spinning the fall of man to be a good thing, that Eve was after gnosis. She was after knowledge of good and evil. Do you understand that she's a witch in a pulpit? You get that. Do you get that she's a witch in a pulpit and she's preaching witchcraft? These are the people that burn babies. These are the people that kill babies. These are the people that support the murder of them. She is a witch. She is deceiving little children. This is what she does. She deceives little children to damn their little souls to hell. For all of us. The story of Eve is the story of why humanity is able to distinguish between what is right and wrong. And it marks this moral agency, this knowledge, as part of what it means to be made in the image of God. Reinterpreting Eve's actions as the origins of one of humanity's deepest connections with the divine helps us recognize the importance of respecting and supporting the moral agency of women. Across the country, politicians and judges are acting to force the disobedient daughters of Eve to bear children, rejecting our moral agency, imposing state control over our bodies and our childbearing. The problem lies not with the daughters of Eve, but with those who seek to use the tools of the state to police morality and codify a minority religious belief as law of the land. The fault lies not with Eve or her daughters. It never has. Oh, my goodness. She just absolved the murder of babies. She just absolved the murder of babies. 
women of the murder of babies, murdering their own children. She just absolved them and blamed judges and everybody else for the murder of babies. Now do you get when I tell you that these people are witches? They are antichrist witches. That's what they are. That's what they are. They, they're witches. And they need to be saved before they die and go to hell. But this is, this is what witchcraft is. Okay? This is that Antichrist witchcraft. This is what... This is what... I try to explain to you. These are the real antichrists performing by the power of deceit. The end times. You're right, brother. Right, brother Ross. There is, there is a hot place in hell for that for that harlot. You're absolutely right. God hates it. And you say. You, you don't sound very nice. Look, I am there to warn people and her that God is going to burn her in a bed. God's going to burn her in a bed. That's what's going to happen. They're witches. And they're taking the, you got to understand, they're taking the Bible. They're using the scriptures deceitfully. That's what they're doing. To deceive these people. And to lead men to hell. And they're using the Bible to do it. These are times marked. These are antichrists. She preached another. This is an example of den- denying. Let me show you. Okay. Let me show you. It's right here. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. This is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. She 
she just preached to you. That Jesus did not come in the flesh. But she didn't say that. Yes, she did. Because she preached another Jesus. If you preach another Jesus, you're denying the Jesus of the Bible came. You're preaching another Jesus. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus whom we have not preached. That's another Jesus. There shall arise false Christs and false prophets. And shall show great signs and wonders, and so much if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. For false Christs and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. To seduce. That's what they're doing. Seducing. First Timothy four. Now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them, which believe and know the truth. They're, she lied about God. All through that. All through that, she lied about God. If I can find uh, the next one. Oh, here's another one. Oh, I guess I guess there's no video of this one. But anyway, uh, Lutheran seminary preacher compares herself to Jeremiah, says we must repent of climate catastrophe, anti-trans laws, and banning books. Right? That's who they are. That's what they do. Uh, here's another video. Remember the false apostle? Deceitful workers? That's her. False apostle. Deceitful worker. Now she claims, this false witch, claims that she got healed from PMS. Listen to what she says about her child. Listen to this. Hallelujah! She just shared with me she has an amazing several testimonies you came to revival is now south carolina you came 
My son was delivered from something. I'm not sure exactly what. He was just three years old at the time. And he fell out on the floor and his feet got hot and he like rolled around for a minute. He stood up and screamed. And then from then on, he just totally calmed down. And like the anger episodes and the things and struggling that he was having have went away. That's called parenting. Not like some demonic apparition or some, some, uh, look, there's probably a time that every father or mother thinks their child has a devil <laughs> <They're> probably... <laughs> by their behavior. It's called parenting. You got to parent your children. You teach them and you raise them and you correct them and you instruct them. Okay. But what you have here is a, a lady that says, oh, my three-year-old got, if my three-year-old went to a church meeting and started rolling around on the floor with its feet like on fire and get up and scream, uh, I'm not parenting my children. Right? I mean, I've had some people bring their children to our church before that punch women in the face, and they were supposed to be under the preaching of God's word and doing right. Their children punching women in the face, their children not obeying, not doing right, all that kind of stuff. I don't think they have a devil. I think they might have devils for parents. They're not parenting them, but I don't think they have devils. I think they're not being parented. And also my PMS symptoms that I had, terrible, horrible. I have two uteruses instead of one. So I have multiple like bad pain um, and it's gone. Ever since I visited you, and, and you, I didn't even talk to you in South Carolina, but I was healed from PMS symptoms. So you were just in the crowd. Praise God! Hallelujah! What a stinking fake nut. Praise God, hallelujah, I was delivered from PMS. How do you know you were delivered from PMS? Right, how, how would she know? The power of suggestion, the power of devils? Right? ridiculous but this is witchcraft that's what it is right bunch of witches bunch of witchcraft and this Catherine Crick I've covered her in other broadcasts let's see See, there's Apostles of Antichrist. That was a recent one. Or how long ago that was? Let's see here. Get it. Here it is. False Apostle. Catherine Crick. Okay. So if you haven't heard this one yet, false apostle Catherine Crick, charismatic trick of Satan. Premenstrual syndrome or something. 
That's what PMS is, Carl. Something menstrual. Oh, I don't know. Some some menstrual. I don't know. Something women get. I don't know. I'm not a woman. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's another here's another antichrist. This is a an antichrist watch. Um Um it you wish this was satire but it's not. Uh this is a self-baptism. All these people are self-baptizing in the healing pool at Georgia Pentecostal mega church movement here. Okay? More apostasy. More antichrist. Honestly, that seriously looks like a pool party. That looks like a pool party, not a baptism. If any baptism goes like that, uh, I think you got some problems. Right? That's not it. Hang on a second. Yeah, I did. Hang on one second. I got to find it. Here it is. Oh, that's anyway. I did it. All right, here we go. Dream of my life in terms of what God told me to believe was the Falcon 7X. A lot of money, 21 million bucks. And the Lord said, uh, "What's more important to you?" And I was believing for a Falcon 50 at the time. Mm-hmm. He said, "What's more important to you, owning a Falcon 50 or helping Brother Copeland with this victory thought?" Oh, wow. I said, Lord, you know anything, Kenneth Copeland's <clears throat> yep. more important to me. He said, then, so another $200,000 out of your aviation account. Well, so uh, that was February of 2019. By February, I mean, uh, September mm-hmm. of 2020, yes. that Falcon 50 had manifested. Praise God. Okay. Praise God. So I was sowing yes. 
for the future. Yeah. Okay, and I've enjoyed that Falcon 50. Sure. It's been a great airplane. But the Lord recently told me, he said, uh, there's something bigger, better, faster, and more range in your future. Mm. Well, I know okay. when he talks about future, sure. you sow a seed. That's right. Because seed is about future. Yes. So tonight, uh, I brought another seed because I'm believing for a Falcon 900 okay. now. Praise <laughs> God. Okay. And so this is $100,000 out of my aviation. Praise account. God. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, seed is about future. So I'm sowing $100,000 out of my building program. <laughs> I'm expecting next telethon, or victorython, yep. to have a, a, a photo of the Falcon 900 That's right. and a new church auditorium. Let's set ourselves in agreement with him right Amen. now, Father. <clears throat> so before Brother Savelle gave these two gifts, $7,571,661. I just purchased the dream of my life in terms of what God told me to believe was the Falcon 7X. A lot of money, 21 million bucks. They ask me, I'm going to just say it, let them, let them fight, they can, I don't care, ABC, CBS, NBC, I don't care what you say. You mess with me, I'll own that station. I'll buy that station. I, watch this. What a nut. Okay, so I believe God for, for, uh, for this. I, I believe God for this. Uh, so, in other words, basically... You guys are giving money away, you say. I don't even believe that guy gave him 100000 Do you? Do you believe Kenneth, or do you believe that Jerry Seville guy gave anybody $100,000? Do you think he did? I don't think he did. I think it's predictive programming to get people on there to give it. That's what I think it is. I don't think he gave anything to him. Right? But that's what they're doing. Right? That's what they're doing. Why? Because these people are antichrist. It's all about the money with them. That's all that matters to them is money. They make merchandise of the people of God. Here's another Antichrist charismatic watch. Here's another one. Here's another Antichrist. You got Benny Hinn, right? Benny Hinn prophesied, right? Benny Hinn prophesied that, that, uh, he was going to, that, that uh, Israel was going to be at peace and the Palestinians and Israeli were going to be at this long time peace deal that was going to come up, right? Well, here we go. And we were all wondering, like, what is the next major event in the world? We all knew revival. It's going to be a revival because they were all revivals in some way. This is going to be a global revival because now Israel is making peace with its neighbors. And here's why Saudi Arabia is important because Saudi Arabia coming into that, that group that have normal relations with Israel. Think about Egypt has normal relations. Jordan has normal relations. And the UAE right here, and Bahrain, and Sudan, and Morocco, and so on. And you think about there's already nations that have come into what is called the Abraham Accord. But when the Saudis come in, this will be major because it will end 
it will bring to an end the Israeli-Arab conflict that's been going on over a hundred years. Think about that. That conflict will come to an end because Saudi Arabia is a very powerful Arab nation. So the Saudis are going to put pressure on these Arab nations to normalize with Israel. And then the report just came out today that seven more nations are going to make peace with Israel after Saudi Arabia makes peace. This is like stunning news. It also fulfills, by the way, what it says in Ezekiel 38, because the invasion will come. Remember that Gog and Magog war is on the, is, is on the horizon down the road. But it, it, it says that Israel will be attacked at a time when they are living in peace. That day is coming. That day is coming because this will cause it to happen. And I'm here to tell you, peace will come between the Palestinians and the Israelis. How? Only God knows. But it's going to have to happen for you know, a short time, even if not, maybe a little longer. Because even the Palestinians deserve to, to be blessed, okay? <laughs> Nobody deserves to be blessed. We all deserve hell. We don't get what we deserve. We get grace. You better never ask God for what you deserve. You better ask God for grace. Don't ever ask God for what you deserve. Please, Lord, don't give me what I deserve. <laughs> God, please, don't give me what I deserve. If I got what I deserved, I'd be in hell. God, give me your blessings through Christ Jesus the Lord, please. Bless me through Christ Jesus, Lord. We are altogether evil people. We deserve hell and damnation. Bless us for Christ's sake. Amen. Forgive us for Christ's sake. Cleanse us for Christ's sake. Lord, please don't give us what we deserve. Amen. Don't ever, don't ever pray and ask God to give you what you deserve. That's a stupid thing to pray for. Right? Here's Todd Bentley. Another antichrist. Todd Bentley offering one-on-one -on -one mentoring for this much money. Right? Let's see if I video something. Might not. Okay, we don't really need one-on-one -on -one mentoring with Todd. Customized coaching and mentoring. Time of impartation. 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 Legacy. 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 Impartation. Impartation. Legacy. Legacy. Right? According to the introductory email, they explain that during this one-hour session, you will have the opportunity to ask questions related to ministry building, supernatural, spiritual gifts, and revival. Please refrain from asking personal questions about Todd Bentley's life or family during these sessions, as they are meant to focus on your spiritual journey. So don't ask him why he's divorced. Don't ask him why his third wife left him while he's in the ministry. Don't ask him why any of those things. Right? Don't ask him any of those things. Don't ask him why you don't have the power of God on his life. Don't ask him why he's still living in wicked sin and vileness. Right? Don't ask him any of those things. But what you could have is this. And I'm going to have my wife, Jessa, share a dream that she had. And I'm going to tell you what God's been speaking to me about. And I believe it's the key. I think the devil's speaking to you. God Almighty speaks through his word.
you're hearing from Satan, but here you go. That's going to release the greatest miracle anointing for the church. Jessa. Do you notice the satanic manipulating music? Do you notice that? So a couple of nights ago, I had... This is what you could have with an hour with Todd Bentley. Are you ready? This is what you could have. I had a dream where Oral Roberts was speaking to Todd. They were, I, I didn't understand what they're saying, but I remember they were talking. And then he looked over and he saw me and he stopped. And he ran over to me and he put his hands over my eyes and he said, what do you see? And so I looked and I didn't see anything at first. And then all of a sudden I saw this elephant racing across my eye. And Oral Roberts said, he put his, his hands over my eyes and said, what do you see? And I said, I didn't see anything. Now remember, Oral Roberts has been dead for years. Remember Oral Roberts with Kenneth Copeland years before that? Remember that? Remember Oral Roberts? Right, remember what he... Silver and gold have we plenty. Right, so here you go. You ready? This is what you can have for one hour. One-on-one Noyton. Right, with, with, with uh, Todd Bentley. Mr. Chick that grandma with my biker boot in the face. At first, and then all of a sudden I saw this elephant racing across my eyes and it was it was dancing it was going crazy it was just it had this big smile and it was just just going crazy and I said it's a, a wild elephant I see a wild elephant I see a wild elephant now I just want to warn you something when I was lost and I smoked a lot of dope and I tripped on mushrooms and bad stuff, okay? I did bad stuff, and I saw things that you don't want to see, right? Uh, if, you're, if you're claiming to know Jesus and, and you're claiming to be saved by the grace of God, you start seeing dancing elephants, you have pause to be concerned, okay? Elephant, and then I said, what's, what's with the elephant? He said, exactly, what is it with the elephant? And then I looked again, and in, in that vision, what was highlighted was the trunk of the elephant. I said, it's the elephant nose. And he said, yes. And I said, it's discernment. And he said, exactly. And then he says, do you see the lion? And I closed my eyes again, and then I saw the lion. And the lion, it was just a golden lion, and I woke up. And um, when I woke up, literally, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I just felt like the Lord was highlighting things to me about the dream. And in the dream, I thought it was pretty ironic that Oral Roberts put his hands over. He covered my eyes and said, what do you see? And I thought that was interesting because he's covering my eyes. What do you see? And I felt like the Lord was saying that, that even more so now for the church today, we need to walk by faith and not by sight. What do you see? You know, I didn't see anything at first until I really looked and I pressed in. You know, and I saw the wild elephant and so when the elephant came running in and I said what is it with it so it's almost like what's with walking by faith how do you walk by faith and not by sight by discerning the times and the seasons just like the sons of Ishkar discerning that's what gives you hope when you're walking through a hard time and you're you know walk by faith when everything around you looks dark and dim is discerning the times and season by getting a hope from God um, whew, getting 
getting a hope from God to be able to see, to discern the times and the seasons that's ahead of you. And the thing about the elephant, it wasn't just an ordinary elephant, it was a wild elephant, a wild elephant. It was radical, 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 radical. And the elephant means a great impact. And I really felt like what happened in Lakeland was just the beginning it's just an introductory. It's just an introduction. Just a table of content of what's to come. And I felt like the great impact is greater, greater, greater. It's the great impact. And the greatest impact that you can have is bringing the kingdom of God to earth. It's to give an encounter of Jesus Christ to every single person. That's the greatest impact we can have. The great impact is the great revival. It's the great harvest. And it's going to be wild, wild. It's going to be much greater than it was before. Much greater. And the next thing, the last thing about the dream is once, once we as a church pray for revival and seek revival, that it becomes a lifestyle, just like Thomas was saying, a lifestyle, not just something we contend for, we want, but a lifestyle that we live in a culture of revival, then boldness is released upon the church. And that was the lion. When he said, do you see the lion? Because we need the wild elephant first before we can get the lion. And then that's where the boldness of the church is released. Oh. Shika. My wife's got some wildfire. Yeah, I bet she does have some wildfire. That's called devils right there. That is not of God. That is of the devil right there. By the way, if any of that was true, uh, as far as your revival and everything else, here's the thing that you have to understand. You don't need any of those things to have revival. Uh, you don't need any of those things uh, to walk by faith. She talked about walking by faith, then had a vision. Well. Having visions and having dead people come to visit you in your dreams is not walking by faith. Walking by faith is grabbing this King James Bible, getting getting answers from God through the scriptures and following the scriptures and obeying them. That's walking by faith. That's what it means to walk by faith. To obey God, his revealed will, and to believe him, that's walking by faith, right? That's, that's the scriptures. That's walking by faith. I don't have to see it. I believe God, right? I believe God. I don't have to see it in order to trust God. Right? I believe him by faith. And that's, that's what the Bible shows us. That's what God's word shows us. These people don't use God's word. If they do, they handle it deceitfully. Right? They don't use what the word of God says very plainly. They're very confused people. And they're, they're very, and, and many of them are witches.
everybody well we're about done here if y'all want to say hi real quick i'll give you an opportunity to do that here we'll play one more song here and then we will done here today now i didn't get to andy stanley i'll save that for another broadcast i'll have to change my title uh so i don't confuse anybody with that but uh we'll uh we'll just go ahead and change that
everybody god bless you you pray for us we'll be back uh, on wednesday lord willing wednesday 2 p.m central we'll be back here live on rumble and on sermon audio i uh, hope you were blessed by by the broadcast here i know it was an apostasy uh, or an antichrist watch we haven't done that for a while uh so we decided to do another one and and uh but uh, we'll get back. I might be preaching on something or teaching on something different on Wednesday. I th- I'm I'm thinking real strongly about it. But anyway, you pray for us there. If you'd like to give to our ministry, uh, pray for our evangelism first of all. Be praying for us, our evangelism. Okay. Uh, pray uh, for this Saturday night preaching. Pray for the. Please not to harass us about the amp. And pray for the gospel to go forth and many tracks to go out and safety and good health for everybody. Okay? Secondly, if you'd like to give to our ministry, go to oldpathsbaptistchurch.org. Oldpathsbaptistchurch.org. Click on the PayPal button, the Venmo button, or the Apple Pay button here. Okay? If you want to PayPal us, uh, you can PayPal us through salvationpreacher at gmail.com. That's salvationpreacher at gmail.com. Or you can mail us something at the bottom of our sermon audio page. 
our address is there. Uh, and it is 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. If you'd like to give to our ministry, you can do, do so through that. Okay? And uh, other than that, God bless you all. Take care. And uh, we'll hear from you soon. And uh, we'll be back on there. I'll be putting more sermons and everything else up on checksermonaudio.com. Check uh, Rumble and uh, and uh, check those different different pages. And Lord willing, we'll see you then on to, on excuse me on Wednesday Wednesday at two p.m. Central.